Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glicksman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And if you want a rambling podcast that covers many topics, you're in the right place. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a crowded time of year. We didn't talk last week, so, you know, we got we to gotta catch up on some things we might have talked about already. So let's start with the Baseball Hall of Fame. You've got... First-year candidates Joe Maurer and Adrian Beltre, Beltre the leading vote-getter, and Todd Helton getting in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your nearest miss, Billy Wagner, also on the miss list, Andrew Jones, and Gary Sheffield falls off the ballot. Um, yeah, yeah. So I have some some thoughts and feelings, but first I want to start with the guys who got in. I think each of them deserving i i was surprised at how how well beltray did yeah i kind of was too and and i i agree all three deserving i uh you know i always kind of like joe mauer i'm not a big twins fan but but he was always a guy i kind of rooted for um you know helton i think probably should have been in before mm-hmm. um but yeah the beltray thing's interesting and one of the things, you know, that, that I wanted to discuss is like, I, I sort of feel like Beltre's a guy who got, I mean, he's definitely deserving. I have no problem with him getting in, no problem with it being first ballot. But I feel like he got a little bit inflated as a candidate. And and I, I can't help but think in some ways it's due to, you know, we've talked about it for years, we'll talk about it again, that so many top top, top, top guys of his era have basically been whitewashed away. Yeah. We can't acknowledge them, you know, and so a guy like Adrian Beltre with the numbers he has, like, oh my, you know, I mean, I read people saying, like, he should be a unanimous pick, and the whole unanimous thing is mm. is kind of lame because, you know, guys, you know, Willie Mays wasn't unanimous. and No, hey, one, no one before Mariano Rivera. Exactly. And, and, and so... I hate to do that, but I, I mean, I am going to do it in the sense of like, Adrian Beltre isn't better than Willie Mays or Hank Aaron. And I, and I know it's a different voting group, but I, but like, come on, man, like we gotta, we gotta like cool our jets. Adrian Beltre is a really great player. He had a great career, but you know, he's, he's not Barry Bonds. He, he's just not. He's like, not Barry Bonds. He's not Manny Ramirez. He's not Rafael Palmero, Alex Rodriguez. I mean, yeah. Yeah. This is one of those things where like I I know and you know that we're just skipping critical people. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think it I think it's led to I think that and then I mean and I don't want to sound like Mike Wilbon, you know, railing on on the stat nerds, but you know, the last what 10 20 years of baseball, all these newfangled stats have come to life stats that when we were, you know, in high school, you know, didn't exist. And, and now they do. And it's, I mean, a cynic, and I'm not really saying it, but I sort of tongue in cheek, like it's almost like they've been invented to overinflate certain guys careers and be like, well, you know, yeah, you watched this guy play and yes, he was really good, but here's all these numbers to tell you how unbelievably great he was like, well, all right. I mean, this shouldn't be the only test. Don't don't take me wrong on this, but Adrian Beltre played for what twenty some years, I believe. Yeah, in the major leagues. How many times? And you're a big baseball fan. How many times did you plan around going to see him in person? Did that ever happen? Like I've I never. I, AM, I have seen. But, I saw Beltre play, but I never intended. Right. You know, like you never thought, like you know, I need to make sure I see that guy before his career's up. I yeah. didn't either. I saw him, and you know, looking back, I, I the only time I know for sure I saw him was in the All Star game in in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, I might have seen him other. I mean, probably with the Dodgers early in his career, just because because I know, saw, saw Dodgers, Dodgers a fair amount, you know. But I couldn't tell you for sure. And and a step further, like when a when a baseball game was on. Did you ever like think you know I got to make sure I watch that because Adrian Beltre's playing? No, I, mean, I didn't. I, well, and I'll tell you, ESPN put out 
a video montage of like comical Adrian Beltre. Right, right. You know? With the getting his head touched and stuff like that. Getting his head touched, moving the moving the batter's box circle, which or, right. or uh, the on deck right. circle, which is hilarious because he got ejected for it and now we're <laughs> celebrating it. <laughs> right, you know? right, yeah. And again, none of this is to say like I don't I don't wanna be like the the video game fan and say, you know, well, you know, Michael Vick is deserving of the Hall of Fame, but uh, Philip Rivers isn't because Michael Vick was more exciting. Like, no, I'm not. That's not the only test um, of should you be a Hall of Famer. But I, and and again, I'm not saying he should be. I just think we're we're over inflating. You know, last year Scott Rowland got in. Yeah, and we talked about him, and like, man, I followed Scott Rowland's whole career, and and I always thought, you know, yeah, he's a really good player. But I, I didn't necessarily think Hall of Famer. And, you know, Beltre's got the numbers, too. By the end mm-hmm. of his career, it became pretty clear. But for most of his career, I, I wouldn't have said, like, oh, yeah. You know, if, we, if in 2012 you and I had gone through and said, all right, let's go through right now. And who's, who's going to be a future Hall of Famer? Who's a lock? I don't think we would have gotten to Adrian Beltre. And that was three quarters of the way into his career by that point. No. Well, and and... I think the other piece of that is as you think about and go through the guys of that era, you know, he was well-liked yeah, and somehow that has become incredibly relevant. Criteria. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because like, here's the thing about Gary Sheffield and I want to pivot to Gary Sheffield. Sure. 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 Gary Sheffield was a malcontent who James hardened his way out of many teams <laughs> yes, before that was a thing. I mean, he was drafted by yeah. the Brewers and he threatened to throw the ball in the stands if they right. didn't trade him on right. a ball in play. Um, and so they traded him to the Padres. And then right. he worked his way right. out of the Padres and wound up on the Marlins and the Dodgers Marlins and, and the, the Yankees, Yankees and the and the, the, yeah. and the, Rain, yeah. or, uh, yeah. the Tigers. He, right. he was right. he played for all these teams. But you know what he also did? Hit over 500 home runs. Was the scent was the heart of the order everywhere he went for his whole career. Was a was a feared hitter, uh, you know. And yeah. and again, I mean, I'll go back to the same the, the same aggressive test. bat waggle. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I mean, like there, there's something. And again, I'm not saying that that Gary Sheffield's a better player than Adrian Beltre. The, the numbers don't back that up. But. But there is something, like, I remember moments of, like, watching a big playoff game and, ooh, Gary Sheffield's coming up. And especially if you were rooting for the other team, it's like, oh, God, you know, hold on tight. This guy could could ruin this game right now for you. Yeah. And, and I don't remember that about Adrian Belt right now. He didn't play for the Yankees. You yeah. know, so that that's a factor. And, uh, you know, Sheffield yeah. played, you know, he played for the Marlins when they won the World Series. He played for the Yankees. Um I don't think he won one with them, but they were good most of the years he was there. I think he yeah. might have been on the Tigers team. Well, he was on the, the 90s. He was on the 97 Marlins team, I believe. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. You know, so he was, I mean, he was in a lot of postseason moments and, uh, you know, and, and Beltre wasn't. I mean, Beltre, I think, won two playoff series and they were in the same year, 2011, when the Rangers got yeah. to the World Series. And he was, so, look, Beltre was actually a very good defensive third baseman. He was, which, he was. And Sheffield was a defensive nightmare. Yeah. You know, even in the outfield, he wasn't, he wasn't any good. Um, and, and again, I'm not at all like, I mean, I want to keep saying it because, you know, I don't want it to like, oh, I don't think Adrian Beltre stinks and shouldn't have gotten in. But I completely agree with you. Like, 95 plus percent of the vote, I I would never have guessed that as recently as a year ago. Like, yeah. you know, when the, when the, oh, who's going to be in the next class? And I remember hearing his name and it was like, well, he'll be a first ballot. And I, and I kind of remember thinking like, well, will he? Like, probably, sure. But, you know, nowadays it's so hard to know. 3,000 hits isn't a, an automatic entry anymore. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, so, yeah. But I, I agree with you about Sheffield. Like, it's a tough one because the fact that you, you know, were a malcontent and you played your way off of several teams should probably be factored in. 
to your candidacy. Like that is part of being a baseball player is, you know, the stuff with the Brewers and, and you know, like that, that affects your on-field performance. So I do think that should be factored in, but I think overall, man, one of the, one of the most feared right-handed power hitters of the last 30 years. Yeah. That should get you into the hall of fame. That's not a, that's not a concrete thing, but I just, I think it's enough for me to say to be like, yeah, that, that guy should be in the hall of fame. Well, and I guess where I come down with this, and I've, I've got some broader gripes with the Hall of Fame. I wish that instead of them doing, cutting the ballot from 15 years to 10 years, that what they had done was just unlimited votes. You yeah. know? And like, because I feel for the, for the guys who, because there are some guys who like, there are 10 guys on that ballot. I, you know, and I think it's trending the right way for Andrew Jones. It's trending. It's, you know, I'm shocked Billy Wagner still didn't get there. And I think it's going to be, you know, one of the great tragic comedies if he perpetually just gets to over 70, but not to 75 percent. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I mean, I think he'll get in next year. You always seem to gain some and he didn't need much. But but I agree. Yeah, got got real close. But but you're saying not limit the voters to 10 each. Yeah. Like just like let them, if they want to vote for 14 guys, let them vote yeah. for 14. Because I mean, yeah. there are, there are voters who stop at, I mean, and you know, Dan Shaughnessy and the Boston globe guys who are just, you know, they are the Brian McCann's of baseball writers, <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. you know, who it's like, I I've only voted for, you know, Todd Helton. And I don't think anyone else deserves to be in. Or whatever. Yeah. It's like, yeah. guys, please. Like, I know, <laughs> I know. And then it also leads to the whole like. I mean, I read Jason Starks in the Athletic. He went through his rationale, and and I can't remember who it was, but he basically said like, I voted for him in the hopes of keeping him on the ballot because yeah. you got to get to the five percent. Well, okay, but but then you're kind of saying I don't really think he's a Hall of Famer, but I'm going to use one of my ten votes so that he hopefully hopefully gets to five percent. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. The, the There's no perfect way to do it. I mean, football doesn't have all the, the answers, and basketball mm-hmm. lets too many people in, I think. And, you know, they all have flaws. But, yeah, I, I think I, I tend to agree. Like, you know, vote for as many as you want. And then maybe to that point, like, maybe we don't need a 10-year window to talk about guys. Yeah. That is one of those things that I think, you know, football's got their finalists out. It's like, you know, two guys are finalists, and they're ASU guys, Darren Woodson and Eric Allen. Mm-hmm. I like them because they're ASU guys. But, man, they've been retired for 25-plus years. If they haven't gotten in yet, should they? I I don't know the answer, but it's like, I don't know that the Hall of Fame really needs to be one of those things that we, like, labor over year after year after year. Like, I think sometimes it just needs to be a, a, a feeling. Is that, you watch that guy's career, is he a Hall of Famer? Like, and, and I know that's not a perfect answer, but, you know, it's led to the Scott Rollins. Like, I don't know. Is he? And I don't know. I mean, I got a lot. I could go a number of ways with that. But, you know, maybe let everybody vote for as many as you want and you get, you know, a five-year window. And that's it. So if you don't get enough votes in that five years, tough luck. I, I might sign up for that. Like, if by 10 years after your career's over, you haven't gotten 75% of people to say you're a Hall of Famer, maybe you're not a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Like, maybe we don't need more time to think about it. I mean, but I do believe in keeping guys on the ballot with a limited number of votes because... Yeah, you kind of have to. Well, because like the, the other guy who I want to talk about who didn't get in, who I think is trending that he will, Andrew Jones, first year on the ballot, 7.3%. Second year on the ballot, 7.5%. But then he jumped to forty one percent. Now he's in the sixties, and it's yeah. like all of a sudden you're you're like taking a second look at his career, and you're like, well, this is a guy who, you know, was he was to the National League what Ken Griffey Jr. was to the American League for center field yeah. defense for a and, long time. Has, and I was going to say has really benefited from the increased priority on defense, which which really was I mean a decade ago, unless you were like a wizard in the field. A guy yeah. who had, you know, 15 gold gloves, like we didn't really think much about defense. It was it was your offensive numbers for a position player. 
and for pitchers it was your you know wins and strikeouts and ERA. Yeah. Um, you know, and yeah, I think Jones candidacy has been a huge one of you know that increased priority on wow that guy was really good defensively. That merits more consideration. Yeah, because I think we're starting to realize that you know there there are contributions to the game on both sides of the ball, and if you sure. are an incredible hitter who didn't play defense at all, Edgar Martinez, and yeah. and you can get in. Then, yeah. then by that same I'm token, fine. I, I I'm fine with be. that. But what I'm saying is, if that yeah. is the case, then I Agreed. think it is worthwhile. And I feel for Tory Hunter and Kenny Lofton, yeah. who you know were one and done guys, where it's yeah. like, boy, I wonder if we revisit that now. Like, if those two yeah. guys were on the ballot now, do I think they'd get in on the first ballot? No, but do I think they would be on the ballot for a a long time and maybe getting yeah. yeah i do story hunter's an interesting one yeah 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 i mean because he, he's a guy who you know probably i mean i don't know if the numbers back it up but i feel like he's comparable to andrew jones yeah but the, the difference being that andrew jones played for the braves and was a part of a lot of teams that you know got to the playoffs and got to the you know got well, to the world series a handful of times uh, you know like that that puts you more on the radar hunter well, didn't have that as much the other thing that jones had is the brave the voters now are becoming the people who had the Braves on when they were kids? Every exactly. Day. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Very uh, true. Yeah. TBS Superstation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I'm certainly one of those. You know, I mean, I remember those '90s Braves teams better than I could tell you much about the 2019 Braves. Oh, I mean, I, if I if I had to go through a lineup of the 1995 Braves, I'd do much better than if you asked me probably last year's lineup because I watched them so much. Okay. So, yeah, without a doubt. But I do think, you know, I it, I think he's going to get in. I think next year it'll be Billy Wagner. I think. I think so. I think I Jones think, you know, has a I mean, real shot. Um, I didn't or, or see who, Beltron. You think Beltron gets? I mean, he. It seems like. Maybe not next year, but it seems like he he made a big leap that he's probably going to get in. So, I mean, based on history, a guy like him is going to get in. Yeah, I mean, I think so. But um, he comes with a lot of. I mean, like you can't have the Carlos Beltron discussion. You know, if you're going to keep the steroid guys out, like he was kind of the architect of the sign stealing. Oh yeah, in Houston. So I, that, again, is the hypocrisy that bothers me. Like, I'm all for letting guys in. And so mm. I'm not going to be on my high horse about no Carlos Beltran. But if you're going to tell me Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens aren't in, but Carlos Beltran's on, like, uh, I don't know how you mesh those two things. I mean, when you look at the guys who are eligible next year, first time eligible, Ichiro is a lock and should be unanimous. Like there, that, I, I know that we talk about that. Like I don't see the yeah. argument for not voting for Ichiro. I mean, there will be people who don't just because I think. But I agree. I mean, he, he, yeah, Ichiro is Ichiro is a guy that, as you watched him over the course of his career, is like, yeah, this guy's all a favor. I don't, I don't need to think much about it. I, he was incredible. And then the other guys on the ballot who are interesting: Sabathia, two hundred and fifty game winner. Brief run yeah. with the Brewers, Cy Young with the Indians. Yeah, World um, Series with the Yankees. Yeah, I, I think Sabathia is definitely a Hall of Famer, and I, I, mean, I think he should be a first ballot guy. Yeah, when, given the context of pitching nowadays, like if you're not voting for him first ballot, who are you voting for? As far as a starting pitcher. Oh yeah, well, and then the other two guys who are interesting, there are, there are many more guys, Ian Kinsler, not getting in Curtis Granderson, not getting in Troy no, Tulowitzki, not so. getting in Yeah, Russell Martin. I saw yeah. him. I'm like, eh, nice players, but no, not, not Hall of Famers. But there are two more guys. Yeah. I, th- I think King Felix, Felix Hernandez should be in. He was an ace on a terrible team and he was top six in Cy Young voting, you know, a handful of times. Yeah. Yeah. And he, and, he, and he won one. And so I, one. Yeah. I, yeah. I think he's an interesting one. He is. He is. I agree. Yeah. And then the other guy who I don't think gets in, but I think merits a, a conversation at least, is Pedroia. Pedroia, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think he'll be first ballot. I don't think he'll, he'll be close on the first ballot. Mm-hmm. But I could see him being a guy that four or five years later gets in. I mean, the, re- 
playing for the Red Sox doesn't hurt me. You know, that's kind of it's just what I said about Andrew Jones. Like, played for the Red Sox, won two World Series, won was an kind MVP. Of a, it won an MVP, Rookie of the Year, and was just kind of a heart and soul type player for the Red Sox. Like for those years, you know, it was him and Euclid and David Ortiz, and uh, you know, like those are the guys you remember from those teams. I could see him getting it. I, I don't, you know, first ballot, I bet he's, you know, maybe not even 50%. But I, I could see him garnering enough to, to move to up stay and on. get in eventually. Yeah. But, I, but so I guess what I'm saying is if those, if you assume that at least two, but at most four guys yeah. are on the new one, so then it's Jones and Wagner. And Wagner like you got to think they've got a pretty good chance. I, I, you know, I would think so. Yeah, I think the yeah. class would be I bigger mean, than Ichiro. I think Wagner is is almost a lock. Yeah, I mean, it, he's four votes shy this year, and it's his last year, which always puts some heat on people. So yeah. I, I'd be stunned if he didn't get in next year. Yeah, unless something bad comes out about him between now and then. But the Omar Vizquel corollary because yeah. he was he was well on his way, and he ain't gonna sniff it now. Yeah. I think he's getting like seventeen percent of the vote now. Yeah. But, uh, all right. Well, so I think we've beaten that horse. So let, let's... Uh, <laughs> yes. We can move on to a, another topic. It's always fun. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, probably the same points I make every year. And we'll probably... You can book it next January. I'll probably be making the same points again. Oh, agreed. Me too. Um, but let's continue now to the NFL where a lot of coaches have been hired. None of them are Bill Belichick. Um, probably not going to be now, it sounds like. I mean, unless another opening happens. Yeah, the only jobs open right now are Seattle and Washington. Um, Seattle, I don't think there's any shot. No. And and Washington was rumored a lot during the season, but there's been no traction to it since they've since, made the move. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't see that either. Yeah. Um, and, and call me nuts. I just don't think he's going to take a defensive coordinator job. No, no, no. He can... He can work in media or something like that if he wants to. And, uh, you know, it's, I mean, it's interesting. We talked about him a couple weeks ago, and I, I sort of asked the rhetorical, like, you know, uh, you know, everybody, oh, he's still a great coach. Like, are we sure? And, and maybe we're seeing that the, like, NFL owners are thinking the same thing. Like, are we sure? Like, maybe we don't want to go down the retread route and get a guy whose prime was five to 25 years ago, which, I mean, the numbers say that it was. Uh, mm-hmm. So we'll see. It'll be interesting. He'll get another shot because he wants to He wants to break Shula's record, I think. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't said it, but I think it's pretty clear. And there'll be an owner out there who wants to have that, you know, as a thing. You know, well, I mean, I, if you need, you know, fans in the stands, like, oh, come, come watch Bill Belichick the next two years as he limps toward Don Shula's all-time record. You know, but it might work. Well, I'll I'll throw out there that octogenarian Jerry Jones may just go I, that route. I thought it time. was going to happen this year after the you know the playoff debacle, um, and, and I mean the stories that like you put together that you know Belichick and Kraft seem to certainly have a bit of a falling out. Who's one owner that apparently Kraft is is very envious of Jerry Jones. Well, what better way for Belichick to stick it to Kraft by going to work for his, his, you know, not enemy, but foil, I think you'd say, you know, sounds like they've clashed about Goodell. They've, you know, Kraft is miffed as to how he's not in the hall of fame, but Jerry Jones is like, I mean, it all makes too much sense for him to end up there, but not Mm -hmm. this year, I guess I was kind of surprised, very surprised that they decided to keep McCarthy. Yeah, me too. That was a, a bit of a stunner, but it could still. You're you're right. They didn't. They're not extending McCarthy, which means they could be right back in the coach market a year from now. And if if Belichick's still sitting out there, we could be revisiting this. Well, and maybe even faster. Like if you could if be. you if you could follow be. the Bucks model, you just fire McCarthy True. a third of the way through the season, halfway through the season, with the <laughs> second true, best record yeah. in the league. Even even if you start like six and two, it's just you know. Fire him and move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. But yeah, a little surprising. And uh, not as surprising, Jim Harbaugh back in the NFL with the Chargers. Uh, we, we we thought it would happen somewhere. And but what do you think? You think he has a good spot for him? Uh, I mean, I think if you, 
if you start with the premise that he was never going to go back to Michigan, there's a lot of interesting stuff to do in San Diego, now L.A. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because they're not yeah. the San Diego Chargers anymore. They're not, um, they're not. No, they're not. Yes, yes. Um, still feels like it. But, you know, I mean, the thing you can say for Harbaugh is everywhere he's gone, going back to where he started, which was the University of San Diego, mm-hmm. he's had success. He's made them all better than when he got there, most of them by a lot. Stanford was in the absolute gutter, and four years later they were 12-1. and one. The Niners were in the gutter for most of the 2000s, and a year into it, he was at the NFC title game, and two years into it, the Super Bowl. Michigan, you know, we talk a lot, I mean, you know, like, a lot of people wondered if Michigan was done as a power when he got there. Like, maybe they just, maybe the window's closed. You know, maybe they just can't do it anymore. And he leaves 15-0 in the national champion. So, he's passed every test so far. Yeah. I, I, I think this was one of those things... Pete Carroll esque. This was the time. It was absolutely the time. You know, like and even more so than Pete Carroll, like he he finished the he finished the race. Like he came back to Michigan. You know, he had a falling out with Michigan when he was at Stanford. He made some comments about their academic standards that pissed people off. Um and it looked like you know, and then Michigan needed him and he needed Michigan. They came together and it was, you know, the job is to prove that Michigan can still be a national powerhouse. And it took him a few years with one really bad year, 2020, but he did that eventually. He, you know, to preview something we're going to talk about a little later, he finished the story. Mm-hmm. He did. He did a Cody Rhodes. He finished the story. He won the national title. It can't get any better than that. Yeah. Like best you can do is match what you did last year. You can't get any better than undefeated national champion. So it, it's time. He was never going to finish his career there. So I think it's 100% the right time to go. Yeah. So I guess with that in mind and with the, with the moves that have been made, um, are there any coaching hires or lack of hires that have surprised you? I think – you know, the fact that we've had these runs where there have been assistants where it's like, well, this guy's going to get a job. This guy, it, he has to get a job. And then it just, you know, it misses, you know, Eric Bieniemy yeah. is the name I'm thinking yeah. there. It's, I, is there somebody who you're like, oh, I'm surprised no one gave him a chance with two teams to go? Or, I mean, go ahead, go ahead. What was the, the well, second half? Well, I was going to say, or, or is it just, you know, there's a lot of, talented coaches and some guys get a chance. And when, once you get one, it sort of like gives the okay to give someone a second. Cause that seems to sure, be some of what's sure. happening. Raheem Morris getting a second one is a bit surprising. I, I, you know, I know he's been interviewed. I didn't necessarily see it coming. Uh, you know, I'm not saying he's bad coach, just a little bit surprised by it. Um, I mean the one, and now they're not done yet, so you can't hire him officially, but the, the one that everybody assumed, and it, I mean, he still could get the Washington job, it sounds like, is, is Ben Johnson from the Lions. Mm-hmm. That, you know, he's the guy, he's the, you know, he, he, he took himself out of the running last year to stay with the Lions, and they've gotten even better, and he's, you know, built this offense with, with you know, cast off Jared Goff, and, you know, and it's, a, I mean, it's a great offense. And so I still want, I mean, sounds like he's the favorite in Washington. No one's confirmed that, but that seems to be the thought. If he doesn't get one, that would be surprising, I suppose, just because it feels like the time. Yeah. Um, you know, I know a guy who's gotten a few interviews is, is the Texans guy, Slowick. Mm-hmm. Feels a little early. I mean, he's, he's been a coordinator for one year. Like, I don't think this is the end of his window by any means. If he go, you know goes back and has another good year there with Stroud, and you know he could be the hot guy next year. Um, but I don't think anybody else necessarily. I mean, the 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 Panthers hire was. I'm intrigued by it with, with Dave Canales. I mean, he he's he's done a nice job with a couple of quarterbacks who, you know, had struggled prior with Geno Smith two years ago, and then Baker Mayfield this year. And I mean, the the whole the the existence of the Panthers right now is to to rescue Bryce Young. It was a god awful rookie season. 
for everything. And it's, it's, you know, the talent's there. We saw it at Alabama for two years. You know, so he's he's the guy pegged to try to bring it out of him, and hopefully he can. I'm I'm rooting for it. Yeah, but I don't think anybody else. I mean, Belichick. We talked about. Um, I guess Vrabel. You know, like uh, that's true. I I think he did a good job. You know, I mean, he did a good job with Tennessee, but I I almost feel like to to you know compare a little bit to the talk topic we already did a little bit analogy like. Vrabel almost feels like little Adrian Beltre, where it's like, you know, a lot of people are telling us how great Vrabel is. And like, but is he? I, I mean, he's good. He did a nice job. They got to an AFC championship game. But, you know, is he, you know, uh, Vince Lombardi, George Hallis? I, I haven't seen that yet. You know, like, I think he'll get another job, but I don't think it was like, man, the Titans fired him. Everybody's going to be just pushing each other out of the way to hire him. And so far, I'm, I'm correct on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree. I think it's interesting. It's got an old school approach too, which a lot of teams don't want that anymore. Yeah, you know, a lot of teams want the new way of thinking, analytics and offensive. You know, the, the numbers and the go for two when you're down eight and all that stuff. And uh, Rabel's not that type, although he did do it this year in, in the game that you know in the Monday night game against Miami, but. You know, he's, he's a little bit more old school, and, and I wonder if that puts some teams off. Like, well, no, that's not the approach we want. We want the young coach who's going to, you know, take chances and, and go for two and go for it on fourth down and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I hear that. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about the playoffs themselves? We can, sure. We have not discussed them, but, yeah, we're down to four teams. Yeah, I um, obviously disappointing for the uh, the Packer fan in me, but a couple of interesting matchups: the Niners and the Lions, and then uh, Ravens Chiefs. I'm yeah, uh, you know the Chiefs have no receivers, nothing's working all year. It's just Travis Kelsey and the running backs, and then right. uh, you know, hey, hey, look at that, they're right back in the AFC title game again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I'm hoping the Ravens win. I'll put it that yeah. way. I, I I like Mahomes, but uh, you know I I like the Ravens. I like Lamar. Well, I like Lamar Jackson. I'm not a huge Ravens fan necessarily. I like Lamar Jackson. I, I'd like to I'd like to see him get there. You know the the Chiefs have kind of worn on me a bit this year, um, but you know credit to them. I mean that's that's what you know. It's the old Houston Rockets, Rudy Tomjanovich. You know like you know that's that's what championship teams do. They, they find ways to play their best when it matters most. And, you know, they are – now, I was I was never a complete believer that the Bills had, com, you know, turned things around. Like, they, they had a couple impressive wins, but they also had some ugly wins in that span. And I, I wasn't shocked that they – that you know, they got knocked off last week. They, they never really played the way I, I thought they could this year. Yeah. I, I agree with that. It's one of those things where are they getting old? Are they like in the receiving the core, um, specifically Stephon Diggs? Man, it kind of looked at in the second half of the year. He was not great. Uh, he should have had that that you know deep ball when they were down by three. Um, you know, like that he misjudged it and it went right through his hands. Um, I don't know. You know, there's there's work to do there. Uh, I mean, they were so injured by the end of the year, too, especially on defense. Like, it's just it's very much like Miami. Just like, man, like guy after guy after guy after guy going out. Like, uh, it, it, I mean, that's not an excuse, but it's a reason. Uh, it, you know, they they weren't good enough defensively in that game. I think they forced Kansas City to punt once. Yeah. It, it's it's tough to win when you do that. Yeah. And they forced – they got one turnover – and that was a fumble on the goal line, you know, that, that, you know, could have been a touchdown, obviously, if he fumbles it at the half yard line instead of in through the end zone. So, I mean, it's just not good enough defensively. Um, you know, there, I've heard that rumor of like, would they move on from Sean McDermott and go after Belichick? I don't think they're going to. I think they probably would have already made that move. But it, it would be something to think about. Like if you're if you're the Pagulas, would, yeah. you, would you swing for the fences? You know, you got a team that's knocked on the door. 
it'd be a way to try to stick it to your division rivals. And, you know, I, I think you'd at least have to consider it. Yeah. And it does feel like maybe it's one of those things where you just, you're at that point where you need a new voice. The, the, the thing that, I think had, maybe. that yeah. fell Buck show Walter in two different stuff. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know they got, you know, that, that story came out about McDermott in what late November uh-huh. and, and it was, you know, the one where he used, you know, nine eleven as an analogy and other weirdness. And, and then they, you know, they ripped off six in a row and they, you know, and like, well, everything's fine. It's like, eh, is it? I, I think it, it might be time for a change. It, it feels like they might be, and I, I don't think they'll bottom out as bad, but it feels like they might be a little like the chargers this year where it's like, Man, all the signs are there. Make the move now. Don't put it off. Yeah. And and go six and eleven next year, because then you're wasting a year. You know, you know, like you're you're wasting a year with a really good quarterback, and you don't know how many years you got. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's he's he gets hit a lot. Uh, you know, he could be Cam Newton, where like by year eight or nine, like uh, his prime is over. I, I'm not sure he's a 15 year guy like you know Manning and Brady. Yeah. So. I don't know. We'll see. By the way, but Newton, I saw is lobbying for the Falcons quarterback job. Who's that? Cam Newton lobbying for the Falcons quarterback job. Oh, God. Cam Newton. I mean, he's not going to, but he kind of needs to go away. Yeah. Like, on the on the list of people that, you know, he said, who would you like to go away? He wouldn't be my number one, but he might be in my top ten right now. Like, mm-hmm. just just go away. But he's not going to. He's He's got his podcast and... And he's, you know, he's playing the Stephen A role and like say something intriguing or, you know, exotic and then get people to talk about you. And, uh, you know, it's it's media 101 in 2024. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, but yeah. to the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, the- who, who's your I mean, we don't have to do picks if you don't want to. We can't. But rooting interest. Uh, I, who would you who would you like to see? I think I'm looking for that. Niners Ravens rematch. I would um, too. Man, that's that's my hope. I think. Yeah, yeah. I will. You know, full transparency. I will be much more interested this weekend in the sports entertainment than than the football. <laughs> um, I'll probably be fifty fifty. Luckily, they don't you know, compete. They do Royal Rumble on Saturday. So yeah, they don't compete because uh, yeah, if they were on at the same time, that'd be tough. Um, but yeah, I, you know. The Lions are, I, I texted you this, you know, like, I didn't think I'd feel the way I feel about the Lions. I thought I'd, like, be really enjoying this ride, and I think it's mostly because they played the Rams, and I wanted the Rams to win, but, like, yeah, they're kind of getting on my nerves. Like, I, they got there quicker than I thought. Like, it took the Chiefs, you know, six years to get on my nerves. Like, all right, I'm a little tired of you. The Lions haven't won anything. They're already starting to get on my nerves. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's, I one, I think the Niners, like, if there's, a, if there's such a thing as deserving it, I think it's Shanahan right now. I, like, I hear you, yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, he's had, a, he's had a run, you know, similar to Harbaugh there. I mean, this is his fourth NFC title game in five years. Mm-hmm. They made one Super Bowl, uh, but, you know, yeah, it came up. Came up just short two years ago in L.A. Had the, you know, quarterback injury disaster last year with, you know, having no quarterback for the second half. Um, you know, and I agree. You know, it feels like it's it's their time. I, I still think, you know, I can't get past the fact that, like, I watched the Lions lose, lose to the Bears once and should have lost the other one. They needed, like, a 14-point rally late. It's like, is that is that team going to make the Super Bowl? I don't. I mean the Bears weren't horrible. They were, you know, seven and ten. But still, like that to me was a red flag of like I don't know, is this team really that good? But yeah, they're they're one game away from doing it, so maybe they are. Um, yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. But I would I, I I will say I've got a stronger rooting interest for the Ravens. I'm I want the Ravens, and I, I I'm leading Niners probably like sixty five thirty five. And as the game goes along, it might get stronger. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I'm more... 
more interested in the Niners because the Ravens and Chiefs. Uh, like I'm more interested in the NFC because both the AFC teams have won Super Bowls more recently. True, true, um, true. Yeah, that's true. And so I, once, I just like to see Lamar Jackson get one. I, like I, you know, he's going to get his second MVP. It's like, uh, man, if he, if he, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if he, you know, wins the Super Bowl too, you start like thinking Hall of Famer, probably on that trajectory. Two MVPs and a, and a Super Bowl as a quarterback. There's there's nobody not in the Hall of Fame with that resume. Yeah. No oh, I think I think so. So I mean, you know, like it's early. Not putting him in yet, but you know, he'd be on the right track. So, uh, you know, I'd like to see that of, of the four remaining teams. They're the team I'd like to see win it. But the Niners would be my second choice. I like Purdy. He's a you know he's an Arizona kid. Um, the discourse around him gets exhausting. With the you know, well, he's he's the MVP. No, he actually sucks. Like, it's probably neither. But he's he's a good fit for what they need. He doesn't suck. He clearly does not suck. Uh, you, you know, is he? You know, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning. No, no, he's not. But they don't need him to be. You know, and he he played well at the end of that game. He pulled up. He pulled a Brady. Like you know, crappy for fifty minutes. And then he played well at the end, and he won. Like that's a, mm-hmm. it's a Tom Brady special. Yeah, for sure. So, we'll see. Um, Is it time, though? Is it time to talk about the main event? Yes. So, if you don't care about wrestling and you've listened this far, you can stop. We're going to talk about wrestling now. Yeah. If you you don't care about wrestling, (laughs) I'm sorry. Because this is one of the most fun weeks of the year for pro wrestling. So, one of the great things about this year's Royal Rumble as of today... And I, and I am intentionally not going to watch any part of SmackDown to preserve this for myself. But yeah. they've only announced like 10 men, or, or less than 10, like six guys for the Rumble. Yeah, that's nice. And, and only I a handful of women, too. And I think that's good. Like, I think they did that on purpose because they announced too many last year. Yeah. They announced like 22 beforehand. Like, well, there's not going to be that many surprises. We know who's coming. Yeah. Well, and also... And this is going to sound bad, but when you announce a person and you get to 29 and that exactly. person's not there, it's like, oh, well, that person's probably going to win. Who's exactly. coming at 30. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, which is what happened last year. Now, I still think last year that was partly because Cody was coming off the injury. Yeah. So they didn't want him in there too long. You know, it's like, well, okay, we, you know, he'll be ready by WrestleMania. We don't want to do it too much to get him re-injured. Well, uh, and you, know, you have him. In shape. You know, I get it. When you have him against Gunther, who's setting the record for longest right. time, so it makes sense that he can get that elimination. Exactly, you know. exactly. But yeah, I mean, you're right. They haven't announced that many guys, and and even more so, like a lot of years. By the time the Rumble gets here, there's realistically been maybe two or three possible winners, and it's like, okay, there's other main event, but they're not going to win. And then there's your old guys who come back and your tag teamers and all that. But like this year, I, I mean, there's maybe five to seven guys who could legitimately win it. That's, that's pretty good yeah. like, to have that many feel like, well, it, it could be Cody. It could be punk. It could be McIntyre. It could be Sami Zayn. It could be Jey Uso. It could be Gunther like that. You know, that's pretty solid. They built yeah. the main event level very well. Absolutely. I well, and I want to throw one other thing at you that's unrelated to the rumble you know we haven't had the money in the bank cash in right true true Uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna pitch you the thing that they're not doing that is frustrating to me seth comes out and announces he has to have surgery so we're not gonna see him he's gonna be put under for the surgery (laughs) just bring a ref yeah I know. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I it's know. anytime, I mean, anywhere with the ref. So yeah. 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 I mean, I get the feeling like we're not going to get a money in the bank till post WrestleMania now, because I don't think Rollins is going to be having any matches between now and then yeah. they're going to want to keep him in, in bubble wrap um, so that he could do a WrestleMania match. And he's not cashed in on Roman Reigns. Like we know that. So yeah, I think, I think the money in the bank, uh, the fact that it's a year-long contract comes in handy because I think we're looking at that as a as a late April May suspenseful storyline. Yeah, I mean, what I was hoping, expecting, wanting was 
the priest cash in and then you have the whole judgment day you can get through to do it because it, it give, give Dom something to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Although a side note, the R-Truth uh, joke sort of, he thinks he's in judgment day, but he's not has, has like breathed some life into their story. Oh yeah. Cause I felt it's, like they were getting boring. And now there's this like humor. I mean, it's it's not exactly the same, but it's a little Sami Zayn in the bloodline. Oh yeah, uh, like it, it's injected a life that wasn't there before. Yeah, well, with Sami, it was there's an earnestness, and he's trying to win right. them over. With our right. truth, it's like he believes he really that he, he yeah. and yes. but he's but he's also like friends with the Miz, so he doesn't right. understand right. that he's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, and like our truth is not going to main event WrestleMania like the payoff was for Sammy. I it's not the same, but it, it's a similar feel of like you've taken a heel stable and now introduced something that like makes people want to see them on the screen because it's like oh maybe we're going to get an our truth goofy appearance here, and but most of the time that's what we get. Well, and it's interesting that you brought up WrestleMania. I. I, I don't know if you listen to Cheap Heat or any of those podcasts, but on Cheap Heat, they interviewed R-Truth, and he pointed out that he's never, ever had a match at WrestleMania. Really? I and didn't realize that. he's in his 50s. He's been yeah. with the company for decades. Yeah. And he's never yeah. had a WrestleMania match, and I feel like by putting him in this, you know, even if it's on, you know, maybe it'll be on the pre-show, or it'll be like the early, you know, the the popcorn match between second stuff. match on night one or something. Yeah. yeah. But you yeah. get him and JD McDonough for, for the right to be in the judgment day. Could do that. You know, uh, yeah. Or, yeah. or you could do him and the Miz attack, you know, a tag match. Cause they're kind of, you know, like they're, you know, that was an old mm-hmm. tag team, maybe not even for the titles. Like maybe you just, you know, it's him and the Miz against McDonough and Mysterio or something yeah. like that. I, they've already done that on TV, but you could build it again. Like, you know, yeah. Um, because, yeah, I, they should get him on there. I mean, he's a, you know, he's a uh, probably, you know, he, I mean, he's probably going to be a WWE Hall of Famer because they don't, I mean, like their standards are like, you know, the Godfather's in the Hall of Fame. And I think our truth is probably pretty similar to Godfather. Yeah. He's, he's a, he's a mid Carter. He's good for the comedic element. Like he's never going to hold the world title or, or anything like that, but that's okay. You, you know, not everybody on the roster is a main eventer. You gotta, you gotta know your role as the rock used to say, and he knows his. So I, I've thought about the main eventing and the R truth piece when it comes to another thing, which is the money in the bank. So Otis getting the money in the bank and then they like admitted that was wrong. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then you know, you have him cash in for not the world title last year. Right. And now right, Priest right. is holding it forever in a day. Right. Like, could you see a world where our truth like wins money in the bank and then like immediately cashes in, but loses or something? Yeah. Like yeah. He, ca- or, he cashes I mean, in after he wins money in the bank. So he's exhausted. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was even thinking like, will that play into if they don't want to put a world title on priest, which it doesn't quite seem like they're ready to do that. Like, does our truth cost him? Like, yeah. does he, you know, does he accidentally cash it in for, for the, you know, the U S title or something like that. And then it's like, well, sorry, it counts. You're, you're out of luck. You know, like you could mean our, everything he does is dumb. Yeah. And, and, you know, like, I mean, that is a way to like take it off of him without humiliating him. Like, you know, oh, you know, you, or you give him, you know, maybe he wins, but it's like, oh, you cast it in for the wrong title. Sorry. Uh, you know, or something like that. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Or he goes to cash it in, but inside the briefcase, the contract's not there because Archie <laughs> took it out. <laughs> he took it, yes. Well, they were, that's actually good because they were even, this past week, he was trying to open the briefcase to give Damian Priest his money from mm-hmm. the, from the, you know, merchandise sales, you know, that he's giving, you know, mm-hmm. so... Like, yeah, that could be, they could do that, where, like, oh, he figures out how to open it, and then the contract is gone, and it's missing, yeah. or something like that. It's just that. got yeah. money in it instead, so yeah, that, like, yeah, you know yeah. it was him who took it. Yeah, yeah, that, that I mean, it's been fun. Like, it, it was just, you know, kind of, they were feeling a little bit like, uh, it's always the same, and they win, and then they cheat, and, like, that has injected a little bit of life into them, so, yeah, yeah I, I mean, it's, uh. It, it's it's gonna be a fun show, I think, just because like, I mean, Reigns is gonna win 
sure of that. But the rumbles are always fun, and they feel a little like there's some unpredictability in both. But I think especially the men's of like, I mean, we listed off a bunch of names. We haven't even talked about The Rock. Like, is The Rock going to be in it and win it? Yeah. Good. I don't like the idea, but I think it's possible. Yeah. I mean, I could see him being the, you know, he could be number 30. He could be. Yeah, he could. You know, I, I mean, like, it's not clear what direction they're going. And even though I want Cody to, to have that moment and win, and maybe he still will, like, in some ways, that's what you want as a fan, right? You, you know, like, do we need to know 10 weeks out from WrestleMania what the main events are going to be yet? No. You know, like, like, give me a little mystery. Make me... Make me have to watch the shows and think, like, well, which direction are they going? I don't no. know what they're going to do. Well, because you kind of think right now, well, it's going to be Punk, Cody, and two other guys in the Final Four. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, that segment on Monday with Punk and Cody was certainly done on purpose to, to build something between them um, for the Rumble, I imagine. I think, you know, if you were setting odds and you had those two versus the field as the winners, probably those two would, would be the favorite. Um, but they, they could go a different direction. Like, maybe it's maybe it's Gunther. They built him up. Maybe it's McIntyre. Maybe it's The Rock. Like, I think all those are, I mean, McIntyre's been really good as a heel. Like, for your last four, I think McIntyre being in that last four makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Although, I heard this criticism on cheap heat, but I think it is accurate criticism, which is let McIntyre actually hit a guy, you know, like they did it for a bit, but then now he's kind of gotten a little, I don't know, like back to like almost a face. Like, you know, people get in his face, they say stuff and he, it's like, just let him haul off and smack punk during that segment in a couple weeks. Yeah. I agree. They're, they're doing the, very slow sort of heel turn for him where like, I mean, and, and it's, it's actually, I mean, it's good. Like it's based in like reality. Like, you know, you cheer the returning hero. Why don't you cheer me? It's like, well, yeah, that's a good point. You know, you've been doing it week in and week out for years, but now punk's a bigger star because he came back and, you know, uh, like there's some legitimacy to it. He gets screwed by the Usos. Like, yeah, he did. He did get screwed by the Usos. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so it's it's like they're not turning him this the evil whiny heel. It's more like the, you know, this is unfair. It's like, well, yeah, it kind of is unfair. Yeah. But nonetheless, you still come off like a heel. Yeah. Um, but I feel like he's got a an outside chance. I do wonder if Sammy comes back and somehow eliminates him because you know the storyline Sammy injury was because McIntyre went off on him backstage and you know crush him and all that you know so like this would be an opportune time for him to come back and maybe get a wrestlemania match between them so let's because i'm gonna we're gonna have to wrap this up soon ish but let's yes let's quickly run through potential comeback guys so yes orton hasn't been named i think there's a pretty good chance we see orton well Um, he's in the title match though i know but i think you think he's still in the the, well like you said i think he's gonna lose I agree. Uh, you know. That would make sense. He, yeah, yeah. And then he, okay. you know, because he's got a history with Seth and he's got, he you know. He does. And uh, would be a possible winner. Yeah. I don't think they'll have him win, but it would it would at least be believable if he comes in. I, I also am curious if there'll be a, so Sammy could come back from his injury. Kevin Owens, we haven't, we haven't seen yeah. KO in a while. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously Kofi hasn't come officially in, but we'll get our Kofi spot. I'm sure he's going to be in, exactly, yeah. I yeah. assume any, we will... Any chance of Big E when you're talking returns? I mean, if he's healthy, that would be huge. It would yeah. be. It would be. I mean, I don't know if he is, but like... I mean, because if he's healthy, I think what you would do if you were doing it is you would have them play the New Day intro, yeah. Kofi, New Day intro, Xavier, another guy, and then... New Day intro for the third Late time. Late the match, you bring yeah. Yeah, another one, and it's like, well, oh my god. That means, I think you've got to do it that way. you got to put and, the first two in already so that it's like, whoa, you get the big pop of, oh my god, this must be Big E. 
And then I think you and I think you have to do it with them still in the ring. Be- I agree. Because I think no, you I need agree. that moment of the three of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean I don't know if he can do it. I mean it's kind of there hasn't been a lot of talk about it in the last few months at all, yeah. which maybe means it's coming because a lot of times that's what they do is you know they they you know the rumor stuff gets out there and oh no that that's not true that's not true like punk. Yeah, no, Punk's definitely not going to be a Survivor Series. I, they haven't even had any talks. Like, well, oh, there he is. And they basically, I mean, this is the other guy who we've talked about before, but X-Pac basically saying like, oh, no, there's no yeah, way. It's like, okay, know, yeah. well, we'll see you around. Well, chance I'm in the Rumble. Yeah. Like, ah, that, that probably means 100%. Yeah, we'll, we'll see you around spot 17 then. I think so, yeah. For, for a quick segment, he'll be, he'll be like Booker T last year. Where yeah. like, get a big pop. Hit a couple of moves, maybe eliminate somebody, and then, you know, Gunther eliminates him and gets a heel reaction because, like, ah, oh, how could you take out the returning Xbox, you bastard? Um, the name who I think is interesting because it's Tampa, Florida, is can Hogan take a bump? Can he God. come in and? I know they alluded to that a little. Uh, you know, mm. I hope not. Like I don't. I don't dislike Hogan. I mean, he's got his, you know, you know, but he's a legend. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. They should always be recognized as a legend. There is no WWE without him. But like, yeah, I don't think we need to see that. Like, yeah. if you want him to make an appearance and cut a promo, I'm cool with that. That yeah. sounds great. I don't think we need to see him in a match or even uh, even a Rumble appearance. I think, uh, and I think you get a Brock return. I think so too. Um, I, I'm thinking a Gunther Brock showdown. Like, you have a moment or Gunther gets an early number, clears the ring. He's, you know, like, maybe we're at 10 or 12 or something like that. And then you get the Brock music and you have the big showdown between them, maybe setting up a WrestleMania match, I would think. Yeah. I like that. Um, I think that makes a ton of sense. Unless today's news, which sort of, sort of, did you see the whole thing with the lawsuit about Vince and Brock was sort of affiliated with it? No, I didn't. Well, I won't go into it because it's fairly graphic, but there's a lawsuit against Vince, and, and it mentions a former UFC guy that they were trying to bring back, which is pretty clearly Brock, um, that was sort of affiliated with it. So look it up, uh, and that may that may change whether they want to bring Brock back because it, yeah. it wasn't great. I think uh, on the women's side, you'll see Jade Cargill. I'd be shocked if yeah. you don't. I think so, too. Yeah. Um, I'm curious if you will get, you know, because they're starting to they're starting to bring up uh, the new class of NXT women. Will you get the Rock's daughter? Maybe. You know, will you get, Maybe. you know, the the tag champions are you know Casey Catanzaro, whatever her right. character name right. is now, and right. you know I think you'll see her again, and she's good for one of those you know Kofi type spots. Yes. You know, million dollar question is Sasha Banks. Do we do we see a return from her? Yeah, I. I, I mean, mean I, I'm not sure. I I, I think I you can. get an. I think you get uh, Naomi. I could see that. Yeah. I think that seems more likely yeah. since she's done with TNA. But like the whole the Sasha Banks thing feels a lot like Punk. Like, well, oh, she's probably gonna end up in AEW. Oh, she, yeah, she's gonna end up in AEW. Well, WWE hasn't talked with her, and all of a sudden she's back on Sunday. Wouldn't yeah. wouldn't shock me at all. Or Saturday. Excuse me, wrong day. But yeah, so I, I think that that'll be interesting. I'm all, I'm always curious who they get back, like Trish, Lita. Yes, you know yes. they didn't do as much of that last year. No, it was really just you know? Michelle McCool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think with the NXT women, they're less emphasizing the return, which in some ways is good. It's like you don't want a third of your field to be you know throwback legends. Yeah. But yeah, hopefully there's maybe two or three that that you know. Get you like, oh man, how about that? I didn't expect to see that. Trish makes sense because I yeah. think Trish is going to do another run. It sounds yeah. like so. That wouldn't be surprising at all. It would, and and she still has storyline from you know a few months Becky. ago. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You get could, Zoe Stark and Becky involved, and yeah, yeah, know. yeah. I could. I would not be at all surprised to see her on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. God, I keep saying Sunday. It's all right. It's been Sunday our whole lives. It has been, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so Gunther made that mistake on Monday, and I guess I'm I'm just like him. I keep saying the wrong day. Well, look, we will talk about it. 
it's going to be will. a lot of we what will, we talk yes. about. We'll see what happens on Saturday night. And next week, we'll discuss all of how it went down. We'll talk about the Rumble. We'll talk about the Super Bowl. And maybe a little bit more Pac-12 basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, We're, our, our, I mean, a quick mention, I guess, that, you know, even though it's been a little rough, uh, ASU, you know, is tied for the Pac-12 lead yeah. after four weeks of the conference season. Uh, I, I don't know what that says, but but it says something. And that's that's where we are, at least as of right now. So I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. I have to run, but we will be back. We will talk about all of yes. those things. Until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.